Welcome to Church Ahead, the weekly Christian podcast talking about big questions facing the future of church with Rev L all the way from the north of England. Episode 40, Bottom Up. This is bad, David, very bad. That's the voice of my builder coming up from under the floor of my house. We've seen signs of rot in skirting boards where we wanted to paint. Okay, I'll come and have a look, but it can't be that bad, can it? I go down under the floor and he shows me some rot in a floor joist holding up the floor. Okay, can't you just strengthen it with some additional support? No, it's rotten right through. Look. Well, that's only one joist. What about the others? They're all rotten. Oh, no. Do you mean we need to replace all these floor joists? Yes. And that's only the start of it. Don't ask what we need to do to the floor and the plaster work around it and then new air bricks to improve the ventilation. Over the years, my builders had to show me many problems, but he's learned to break the bad news slowly because although he can see the problem quickly, I can't accept it or take it in, in one go. It takes me time to process the bad news. Evolution is for me the biggest issue Christianity has had to cope with for many centuries. When Charles Darwin published Origin of Species in 1859, the church struggled. It felt like a massive attack on so many levels. It was just too big a challenge to the way Christians saw their place in this world to take in straight away. 164 years later, many conservative Christians still won't accept it, even at the most basic level. Evil solution was what some of my teenage youth group leaders like to call it. Mainstream Christianity has been slow to take it in, and in my view, is still in the process of coming to terms with evolution. Like a homeowner trying to take in the bad news of rot under their house, the church at large is still struggling to take in the news of evolution by natural selection. What's the problem? There are lots of problems here, and we've been through several stages of which problem worries us most. Churchmen didn't like scientists telling people where they came from. They thought they had the patent on the secret from the book of Genesis. How can the universe have evolved over millions of years when Archbishop Usher calculated that if you add up all the numbers of the ages in the Old Testament, the world began in 4004 BC? And if Genesis 1 says creation was in six days, well, are you calling God a liar? Then we realised that the distinction was being muddied between man made in God's image and the animals God gave us dominion over. Then worse, the famous debate between Huxley and Soapy Sam, Bishop of Oxford, in 1860, in which the bishop asked the scientist, was he descended from a monkey on his grandfather's side, or was it from his grandmother? I think we can excuse a bit of defensive humour on the grounds. It really was not easy to fit our descent from primates into the traditional Christian worldview. So why am I giving you a history lesson when I'm supposed to be describing the future? Because I don't think we've got to the future with evolution. I don't think we've even got to the present. 
I think we're still in the process of taking it in, and we haven't yet seen the full impact. Let me give you just a couple of ways in which I think evolution challenges us in ways that Christians are only in the early stages of coming to terms with. Number one, how old is our faith? Or rather, how short is the history of Judeo-Christianity? We know that Hinduism is older, but only a few thousand years older, and that difference is trivial in the context of how old we know the universe to be. At this point, I'd like to give you a cafe recommendation. Jodrell Bank in Cheshire has a cafe with a wall display that is one of the most profound backdrops for eating I have ever seen. It always excites me and distracts me from my food. Along one wall, they set out a timeline for the universe to scale. It goes from 13.4 billion years ago up to today, marking a few points along the way. It starts in one corner of the cafe, goes all the way along one wall, past about six tables, and then down the corridor to the loose. It must be about 30 metres long. Our species came in the last, what, half a millimetre, based on saying we emerged about a quarter of a million years ago? And for most of our species' history, there was no God of Abraham or God of Jesus that anyone knew of. So what would let's say 4,000 years of Judeo-Christian history look like against the length of humanity. I put it at about 1.6%. Let's go for a really early dating of Abraham and say our religion has been in business for about 5,000 years. That brings us up to the venerable prestige of having blessed humanity for perhaps 2% of their journey. We Christians are used to thinking about our religion as an ancient faith rooted in history. Not really. We are a Johnny-come-lately innovation. The Christian church is very young and new. Take that old hymn book, Ancient and Modern, and retitle it. It should be Modern and Brand New. We think of ourselves as old, but really we are rather recent. And I don't think many of us have got our minds around this. Against the sweep of history, Christianity is a fairly recent experiment. Second, everything in this universe develops bottom-up. Yes, it's been hard for Christians to accept we came from monkeys. Psalm 8 asks, What is man that you're mindful of him? You made him a little lower than the heavenly beings. And we're used to thinking of ourselves as angels minus a bit. So we didn't take kindly to being revealed as animals. But there's a bigger, more profound reality to take in here. I'm going to put this in my own words. Are you ready for it? All history, all culture and all religion came up out of the slime through the fish and the monkeys. All religion is evolved. Everything we love about the Christian church, from Handel's Messiah to St Paul's Epistles or Notre Dame Cathedral has evolved from below. Nothing has dropped down from heaven. Now more traditional Christians might want to add in something about God above us meeting us halfway. Perhaps the word revelation is not out of place for some of our best spiritual insights. I'm not necessarily 
ruling out a transcendent God. But all history develops from the bottom up, whether we're talking about the formation of our planet, our species or our church. I don't think many Christians have got their minds around this yet. So why is this a threat? Well, we Christians are rather used to doing things top down, or at least that's what we think. The Church of England is the most top-down authority structure I've ever worked in. And of course, the Roman Catholic Church is even worse. Revelation is the idea that knowledge is presented to us from above. Oh dear. In popular religion, guardian angels lead us from up there. In the Incarnation, God comes down. At Pentecost, the Holy Spirit falls. We are addicted to a direction of travel that instinctively thinks you start from the top and you work down. Even our architecture gives this away. All the Gothic church spires pointing up to where we think the party starts. I think evolution presents us with some really profound challenges to our worldview. But I don't think it means the end of church. For a start off, Jesus was quite bottom up in his ethical teaching, so this could help us to connect with him. Let me give you some encouragement about how I think evolution might help us. We know that religious faith gives human beings evolutionary advantage. It makes the kinship group stronger and the individual happier. And Christianity is not just any old religion, it's one of the most successful religions in the world for good reason. In many parts of the world where it's relatively new, it's not taking long to thrive. People embrace it because they see it's better than what they had before. And of course, evolution is all about adaptation. Successful species and successful religions are those that can adapt to their environments. Christianity is a religion quite comfortable with adaptation. Church has changed its face many times down the centuries and it's still changing today. Islam, for instance, has a harder time with change because it's more consciously set down forever. Seems to me the world needs a religion that can adapt and the Christian church is not a bad candidate. I want to tell you about one of the most powerful spiritual experiences of my 40s. I was wandering around a room full of displays in the Natural History Museum with my family when my youngest child, who'd spotted the best exhibit, took me by the hand and said, Daddy, come and look at this. I was taken across to a glass case showing one of the most important documents I've ever seen. Charles Darwin's notebook, open at the page where there were just two words and then a rough hand sketch. The word said, I think, and the drawing showed the tree of life. That drawing is one of the most exciting and frightening things I've ever seen. It changes everything. I think... The Christian church has been a rather important part of that tree. Tom Holland's book Dominion shows us how many good things modern so-called secular Europe takes from the church. Don Cupid, looking further back in time, says early Homo sapien 
was a nervous, jumpy creature. He was helped to find his way to maturity through organised religion. And yes, it is possible that Christianity could decline so far that it shrinks to nothing and ends up in the museum of dead religion. But it could adapt and thrive. Some very good things have come up from the bottom. Things don't have to drop down from heaven to be beautiful or noble or even simply good. In my twenties, the evangelical clique I was part of called the type of religion we liked God-centred. And what do you think we called the type we didn't like? We called it man-centred. Well, a good religion needs a really good vision and experience of God, but the real traction comes when it's God talk meets human needs. Yes, it's bottom up. We start down and we worship up. If the religion is good enough to give the individual evolutionary advantage, then that religion will more than survive. It will thrive. My dream is that in the 23rd century, the Christian church will lead the way for a new humanity from the bottom up. Thank you for listening to episode 40. There's so much to evolution, isn't there? I'm sorry, I just can't finish it in one week. So what was meant to be the last of three on the Zeitgeist has become the first of three on evolution. Next time, are Christian parents passing on their faith? <laughs>